All right, y'all. Episode two of the Mike Silva Show of the Return. The episodes back. The good episodes. I'm still a little bit hoarse. Not all the way back from Super Bowl shouting, but anyway, the show must go on. Got a good friend of mine on today, Jamal Yusuf. Uh, he's a friend of mine for a couple years. Uh, we always get involved in all kind of shenanigans, but. There's one thing he's really good at, one thing he knows a lot about, that is fitness. So today I've got him on talking a little bit about some tips on, you know, working out, creating a better lifestyle, uh, common misconceptions, things to really optimize your well-being. So we'll go ahead and get started and jump right in. Trying something new today, driving around doing the Mike Silva show. About to go get some coffee. Yes. Got my friend Jamal Yusuf here with me. Just. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> people told me that this podcast, uh, if anybody's going to give a shit, it's got to be about stuff that, you know, you can take away from it, unless I'm famous, which I'm not. So, the only way it's going to work out is if we actually talk about stuff that you can take notes and have like, hey, I learned something today, right? Yeah, you look famous with them sunglasses on, though. I think it looks pretty sure. good. Yeah. yeah, I also got a little bit of video. I don't know how it's going to work out. We'll see. But, um, yeah, so I thought a good topic. Uh, Jamal here started a little boot camp where we work. Yeah. Uh, I know he has a little bit of experience, just a bit. A little bit. Outside of here, um, everything he knows, I taught him, so... I doubt that. Go ahead. Uh, but, um, yeah, I did it for about five years in Austin, man. I did a, worked at a, at a Lifetime Fitness for about two and a half years and did my own business for about two and a half years. And I uh, did multiple boot camps out there, so I'm pretty seasoned at it. Shout out, Suns Out, Guns Out, boot camp. Hashtag. Had a good, had a good run while it lasted. Uh yeah, man, but I uh, started this one here now. It's going pretty well. It's going about the fourth workout. Next week will be number four, so just once a week. It's good, though, man. What do you get out of it, like, being, like, the actual facilitator, the person that's training everybody? I mean, what kind of reward do you get from it? And you can be honest. You don't have to give a PC answer like anybody that works here is going to listen to it. <laughs> no, I do it because uh, I just like uh, I like helping people, man. I like, I've always liked doing it. That's the reason I started doing it back in the day. Uh, I, I didn't have a degree in uh, personal training or anything like that or uh, physical kinesiology. I, I got a marketing degree, but uh, I've, I've always just uh, liked helping people out, reach their goals. And I'm, I'm kind of a good coach just in the fact that I don't, I don't like to yell at people. I like to make people feel like they can get stuff accomplished. And I don't know, if it makes them feel good, it makes me feel good. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, um, and it's cool to make people feel like they're, like they're getting healthier. So, uh, that's, that's honestly why I do it, man. The, no joke. That's why I started doing the boot camp. So on the flip side, what are some of the negatives? Like what are some of the, damn it, I hate this aspect about it. Uh, was just specifically with boot camps and stuff like that. Right. Um, the, the, the things I don't uh, like about it is uh, complaining. That's also why I didn't like the. That's why I quit doing the training. Is that uh, I'm not. I'm, I don't do very good with people complaining about stuff that's out of our hands and stuff like that. If people complain to me about the weather. Yeah, or, give an example. I know you have an example to give. Uh, people complaining about bugs and stuff. Like I'm. Like I'm God. I'm supposed to be able to control if bugs are in the boot camp or not. But 
Uh, I mean, it is what it is, man. Uh, it's Houston, Texas, so you're going to have those random things where all of a sudden you got to ant some mosquitoes out there. But other than that, man, that's, that's pretty much the only the, 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 the biggest negative when it comes to doing a boot camp like that. Um, See, some, I always thought, like, one of the things about helping people out, like, whether it's psych- psychiatry or fitness or something like that, is that... Or even managing people. You know, it's cool because you can show them the map of the blueprint of how to get things done. Yeah. But I'm sure it has to be frustrating when they don't follow through. Or I mean, I'm sure yeah. you've got plenty of examples where, you know, you've got somebody that comes in and, oh, I'm going to change up my whole lifestyle. You're going to see him here, see me in here every day. And then you see him once and never see him again. Well, see, that's 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 kind of the... Um, that was the, the, the thing about with the training. got a little... Not, like, the thing that would really frustrate me the most is just people um like if they don't if they're doing it just to go through the motions they don't have a real goal they're not doing it for a specific reason they're doing it just because they want to say they're working out those are by far the worst uh type of clients to have man just because they, they, they don't care about it when you go with because i put a lot of passion to everything when i was doing personal training is the cardio the nutrition the workouts every workout was different than the workout before and focus on a goal and when you say a workout, people roll their eyes. You're like, well, then fuck off then, man. You know, like, well, then don't be here. I don't need you wasting my time. So, uh, but I mean, that, that, those are like something, I'm sounding very negative right now, but those were just some of the negatives. I got so much more positive out of it. But, um, yeah, man, it's it, it's it's pretty cool. And then like, the, the one we're doing now, is, it seems to be uh, the one I'm doing at my at the, at the at the job I work at now. People really like it, and they seem to be coming out because they enjoy the workout. So, it's a lot of fun, man. I like I like I like having something different for them every time they come out there. So, so what yeah. are some of the misconceptions about working out? I mean, some of the obvious ones. You know, we know it's not a get rich quick scheme. Like it's not a lose weight fast crash diet kind of thing. Are there any other just automatic things that people come in and they're surprised about when they start getting into a different kind of lifestyle? Uh, I think, uh, you know, the initial people, the soreness, which is always awesome, uh, how sore people are when they first work out, how, how much their body is, is in pain. But uh, I mean, I think the, 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 the biggest positive that people see is how they feel, man, just their energy levels and stuff. When people start eating the right types of foods and start working out and being healthy, you really can tell the difference of how unhealthy you were before. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I've noticed that with uh, when I worked out, uh, when I lost weight whenever I was uh, chunkier and I started slimming down. Oh, yeah, Fat Mike. Yeah, Fat Mike, he died. I killed him off. Um, It was just crazy how much, like you said, how much more energy I had and then just how much more control of my body I had. Like, playing basketball, it was a night and day difference. And not even from an endurance standpoint, which, I mean, is the obvious benefit from it, but even from, like, an agility standpoint. Like, I realized I had way more control of my extremities and I could do a lot more than I could before as far as overall control of my body. I mean, that seems kind of obvious, but it was sh- it was shocking how different it felt being in shape versus yeah. being out of shape. No, know? and that's, that's something that you see with even just these, doing these boot camps. I have people doing a lot of exercises where it's you have to use mind and body at the same time. It's kind of like uh, whether it's alternating arms and hands when you're doing a bear crawl or whether you're doing these, these sliding push-up drills, you have to think of the movement as you're doing the movement so you're not just moving your body willy-nilly uh and i think that's a big uh, it helps people kind of connect their muscles with their body it's something you see a lot of people they don't really have that connection um when they're unhealthy um 
So it's kind of cool to see that. People are like, oh, I'm starting to see a difference with this. Or it's, you're using your mind while you're working out. It's actually pretty cool, man. How much is it uh, a visualization thing? Because for me, I'm really big about actually envisioning things happen before and kind of playing it out in my head how I want it to go. I mean, I've always heard many things about, you know, if you see yourself doing it, you can do it. It has a lot to do with confidence. But from a, you know, mind and body connection standpoint, physiologically, how much of it do you think goes into, you know, you see yourself doing the motions, you see yourself doing the workout, and, you know, the attention to form and all that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm sure you got Yeah, are you saying specifically, that. like, when, it, like, when you, if you see yourself in a mirror while you're working out type deal? Is that what you're saying? Well, like, on, on, on one aspect, but also kind of like a visualization. You know, you see somebody do the actual form, and there's definitely benefits in, in seeing it in a mirror. But I'm saying, I guess, more of like a visualization, more like, you know, seeing, your, seeing the body you want to become. It's like seeing, like, yeah. all right, I want to lose this yeah. weight. Well, I do think that, 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 that. I think everybody has their different motivations of what's pushing them. So that might, you know, for you, it's one thing. And I definitely know that, especially when I talk to people and they talk about they want to get back to their college body or their high school body or their body they look like 10 years ago. So for those people, there's something specifically they have physically that they want to get back to looking like. But you also have people who have never been in shape and then, when they start to see a tricep muscle, they start to see a little bit of a shoulder pop out. Or if, if you're a girl and you start to see those little love handles start to go away, you start to be like... Little back dimples. Yeah, you go, okay, I've never had that before. I like it. And I think that's a big motivating part for a lot of people when it comes to working out is, is, is uh, you know, you're not going to see huge results those first that first month, but you'll see and notice a little bit here, like your pants are a little slimmer, your your uh, your shirt fits a little tighter on the on the bicep part or whatever, and then it kind of gives you a little bit more that, that little bit of motivation to uh, see more. So uh, that was that's always a big thing with your clients when you're having them work out is you always want them to start to see some sort of result because that's what keeps everybody motivated coming back for more. Right. If they're working out for two months and they're not seeing any changes with their body, they're like, well then what am I doing? And, you know, it, it, it all depends on what their goal is, but. Um, and that also depends on what kind of trainer you have, somebody who actually knows what they're doing to, specific, to create a program that's specific for that, that goal you're trying to reach. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, and a lot more guys than you would expect that kind of look at pictures of their old days and be like, yeah, I want to get back to that body I used to have. Right. It's funny how five years out of college or whatever can really make a big difference if you're not doing things the right way and can see changes in your body. So How important is form? You know, I mean, I, that, that, that should go without saying, but, you know, some people probably think, ah, if I could put more weight up, that's got to make more sense lifting heavier and just... Yeah, press myself there versus when they say go less weight if you're gonna if it's gonna compromise your form. Yeah, that's that's the and that's the I mean not the crap on them, but I mean that was the big thing with CrossFit. Why I I feel like it had a big surge and I feel like it's not as big as it used to be. It's the 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 it was kind of a trend is because they're doing Olympic lifts till failure, which is a, a huge no no in like any type of you know any type of sports physiology type stuff is you only do those type of lifts until your body can to your form falters with them it's you know it's cool because it's mo people they motivate each other and cheer each other on but that's why so many injuries happen when it comes to crossfit is because you're doing a, a clean and, and jerk or a snatch and you're not doing it right but you're just trying to get to that 50 reps that everybody's getting everybody's cheering you on it's good that next day you're sore but you're not sore in the right places and you're actually hurting your body more in turn leading those people to end up getting hurt and if your goal is to lose weight or, or change your body to be a, be a better image of what you want it to be when you take yourself out and you're injured for a month you're not getting any closer to whatever goal it was so it's cool for that first month when you're, you're feeling pumped up and everything but if you injure yourself two months later then what's the point of doing it you know what i mean like i've, I've never been a big 
And the whole putting pictures of yourself up every day with your shirt off. It seems a bit weird. Every we'll workout, get there. We'll every get workout, there, you gotta take your shirt off there. for it. It's strange, but uh, well, I mean that that's kind of the there's a I guess it's understanding the definition of pain and gain. It's, yeah, there's a difference in being hurt and being injured or well, feeling some soreness and actually being you know, incapacitated to a, to an effect. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what the, the point of having, I mean, if you have a good trainer who knows what they're doing is when you're first getting those workouts in, sometimes the workouts might seem a little slow or like, why am I doing this? But the whole point is, is they want you to feel that, what that, what that body's supposed to feel when you're doing this motion in that muscle. So that when you're doing an exercise or a squat, you're actually feeling it in your, in your butt or in your quads or something, not like in your lower back where you're not supposed to be feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Something I always wondered about, you know, they always say when you're you're working the muscle to activate it, to actually, you know, squeeze it or something like that. I mean, I guess that's for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. First of all, how much of a difference does it make when you do activate it? And then how do you actually activate it to begin with? It's huge, man. You asked me that question the other day and I was actually thinking about it afterwards. I think I gave you a crappy answer. I was like, yeah, you're supposed to do it. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, the honestly, the reason you're supposed to do it is when you're flexing that muscle, A you're focusing on where you're trying to work, right? So a lot of times people do, Arnold Schwarzenegger has an awesome clip of him talking about when he's exercising and, and, and doing guys doing bicep curls and they're just going through the motions as opposed to actually thinking about it and actually sweet, squeezing that muscle and feeling that, that, that where it's supposed to be felt. Uh, I read one time in a bodybuilder magazine, one of these famous bodybuilders who juiced to the gills, but still he was saying sometimes he likes to work out with the lights off, so you're focusing mainly on what you're supposed to be feeling and not just looking at your body doing the motion, which right. I thought was kind of cool. A little dangerous if you're doing some uh, heavier weights, but yeah. the I, I, the concept of it was kind of cool. But, I mean, physiologically, physiologically speaking, the main reason you're supposed to be doing it is the reason I think it's important is you're pumping blood into that specific muscle that you're trying to work, right? And what does blood flow bring? Blood flow brings oxygen, blood flow brings nutrients. So you're actually helping get the right things to that muscle that you're trying to work and focusing on getting the right things to it and in turn helping it grow faster, you know what I'm saying? So like if I'm doing a chest press or I'm doing a, a, a squat, when I get up to that top, I want to flex that muscle. I want to squeeze my glutes tight. In turn, focusing on the muscle that you're working, but also getting that blood and nutrients flowing to that muscle, getting to that specific area and, and turn helping it uh, with its growth. What are some of the benefits of doing like, I, I'll see like half reps and I know one of the things I actually learned from you um, that I used with my leg workouts was when I was doing squats or leg press, you know, going all the way down, but then in between doing some half reps or sometimes I'll see people going, you know, doing uh, bench press or even some shoulder press, overhead press, where they'll go all the way up, you know, normal rep, and then on the next one go halfway. So, I mean, what exactly is that about? I guess, how does that work? Uh, when you're doing those type of reps, I mean, specifically if you're like, sometimes with uh, like things like bench press or squats, you're focusing on a certain area that might be weak. Maybe it's that top portion of that press or at that bottom of that squat. That might be where you're weakest. So it's really just, uh, it's focusing specifically for that technique part of that exercise. Um, and then with any type of exercise, it's good to mix things up and change it up. So you're not doing always the same thing. You know what I mean? So that's just another way of kind of giving a, ver a variation of an exercise to kind of work that muscle. So so it's it's there's a benefit to it, though. For sure. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell someone to do it on, on a regular basis or every single day, but let's say when you're doing bench press, you're noticing your, your gravy on that on that half up. That press part's easy, but that bottom part, maybe you have a little bit of a struggle with. 
your goal could be for the next month just focusing on not only the full motion but then focusing on that bottom part trying to get that a little bit stronger so that you that's not your weak part anymore Arnold Schwarzenegger was big on doing a lot of stuff called weak point training uh, again just focusing on an area that you're not good at and then just trying to improve that uh, with your time in the gym and so again it gives you something to focus on when you're in the gym and giving you a goal instead of just going in there and working out just to work out you know what I mean well talking about those weak points and you mentioned the, the down part of the, the repetition um, you know one thing I hear people always preach is the proper use of a, a negative technique so you know working on those negatives or a slow slow down motion you know yeah. I mean is there a, a lot of benefit there uh yeah, again, you're fighting gravity on that. So as opposed to a lot of times, when people when they do like maybe they say on that on that bench press, the, they 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 do great on the push up. That's the only part they're focusing on, and they let that weight kind of drop down. If you fight that negative, it's like you're working those mus muscles the entire time down. The entire time down, you're working them, and then when you're doing that press up, the entire time you're working it up. So. Um, Again, it's something you you won't you won't do every single workout, but it is something good, try, good to try to do every now and then. And you can't do it with every single exercise. Like I wouldn't tell someone to do negatives with a deadlift because you're gonna blow your back out. But you can right. do something with bicep curls or uh, maybe shoulder presses and bench press and stuff like that. Again, if you're doing something like that where you're doing a negative, you go a lighter weight because you're focusing on doing something that you're not doing on a regular basis. So get good at it, feel strong at that, and then you can maybe increase the weight. But I wouldn't do what you're normally doing on a regular. Irregular eight to twelve reps. I wouldn't do that negatives for that. Go a little lighter. Get feel comfortable and go for twelve reps doing something like that. Ain't bad. So, one of the other things that I know you're real big on, and it's an an important part of everything that people I feel like kind of look overlook or it's something I used to overlook, and then I started really doing it right. Is proper stretching. Yeah, it's huge, man. <clears throat> it's such a big thing, and and especially the older you get. But um, and and it's not just the uh the at the end of your workout, it's the beginning of it, man. Um, and what I like to tell people is, 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 uh, is active stretching is probably the most important thing you can do before any, any exercise that you're doing. And all active stretching is, is you're kind of doing what, what you do on a normal stretch, but you're just holding it for a second or two and then releasing it. So if I'm doing my hamstrings, I'll go down and hold that, feel that muscle get tense for a little bit, then I'll pull back out of it. I'll go hold it back and then pull back out of it. Or I'll do light body weight things, focusing on getting blood flow into that muscle. Um, Awesome way to warm your body up without, and again, once you go into your exercise, the chances of you hurting yourself are going to be a lot less high than if you go in there cold. You know what I mean? I, I know what you're, you're leading into your, your rubber band time. All right, man. So here's how it is, man. So the way I think of it is, is um, there's two types of stretches. Your active stretches and your static stretches. Your static stretches are where you're doing those stretches where you hold it for about a minute and you breathe in and out and you're stretching that muscle the entire time. I don't like to do those beginning of the workout because your body's cold. I like to think of it as, think of your muscles as, as a ball of rubber bands, right? You put that ball of rubber bands in the freezer and you take it out. That's your, think of that as your muscles. If you start just doing exercises and, and try, or if you just start doing static stretches and trying to pull things apart, it snaps. Which, you know, it's hard to do with your muscles, but it's a possibility it could happen right. if you do that. You want to warm that rubber band ball up a little bit. Get some blood flowing into it. AKA hold it with your hands, warm it up. Once it starts to get less cold, it comes more pliable. Those muscles are a lot, a lot more. You can work them into a way how more you want to work elasticity. them. Yeah, there's more elasticity into it. So that's why I just say whenever you're doing any exercise, get a little five minute warm up, jump rope, jumping jacks, cardio, a nice fast paced walk, stairs, and then do some active stretching for about two or three minutes, and then get into your exercises. Uh, and then at the end of your workout, when you're done. 
If you have time for a nice cool down walk, do that. But at the end, always make sure you're getting stretches and then focusing on those muscles that you work during that workout. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, it's helping you stay. Not only is it good for your muscles, it helps getting that lactic acid out and helps stretching those, getting some blood flow into what you just worked. But it's also keeping you, preventing you from being injured. And again, the whole point of working out is so you can get healthy. You right. get hurt, it takes you out of the game for a month. That totally pushes back your goal of whatever it was. You know what I mean? You see that in sports all the time. A player comes back too fast from an injury. Yeah. And then, bam, they went from being trying to get back in the game to now they're out for a whole other year because of an injury. It's better just to do things the right way, smart, steady, focused, and then uh, you'll, you'll reach your goals a lot faster that way. So when would you employ a static versus an active stretch? Static stretch is always end of your workouts. Okay. So whenever you're done working out, that's when I like – that's when I'll, I'll, I'll do my static stretching. So I'll focus on my hamstrings, my hip flexors, my chest, whatever I work so that out. So that people understand what you're saying. Static is going to be the more prolonged, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the static is the one where you hold for about a minute. You, you focus on whatever stretch it is, and you're, you're holding that stretch like you did back in gym class when you're in elementary school or whatever it was, P, uh, PE class, where they make you hold that stretch, and you hold it for about 45 seconds to a minute, and then you switch sides and do the other side. That's what you call a static stretch. That's what you would want to do at the end of a workout when your muscles are fatigued and you're wrapping up your workout. The blood flow is already in there. They're already warmed up from your workout. A lot less chances of you getting injured from doing that type of stretch. Active stretching is just the one where you hold that muscle for about a second or two, pull back out. Hold that muscle for a second or two, pull back out. You're not really putting too much pressure on it. You're just kind of letting the body know this is what I'm about to focus on. This muscle is about to be start. About to I'm about to start testing this muscle right here. So right. It's like again, psychologically, your body kind of gets ready for it, uh, and you're kind of getting a little bit of blood flow after that cardio warm up to kind of get it ready to loo- nice and loose. So. It's interesting. Yes, sir. <clears throat> when you have people that go from a beginner phase to kind of the next level phase, so somebody that just started working out, they, they've kind of got it figured out, they got their regimen figured out, they've got their stretching, they've got for the most part a good base. What are usually the things that you would recommend to take it to that next level? So if somebody's at a amateur level, how do you get them to the intermediate and then ultimately from intermediate to you know kind of a mastery sense? What are some things that you can kind of... Uh, I guess work in or things that you can get people to start actually employing in their exercise routine to actually take it to that next level. I like just bumping it up, you know, whatever it is. If you were doing, you're you're just starting to get into working out and you're doing like 25, 30 minute cardio sessions, bumping that up maybe time wise to 45 minutes, 15 minute cardio sessions, or maybe the intensity of it. You were going from walking. Now I want you to try to get a little bit of a fast-paced run in during your workouts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, run to walks, run to walks. You're not jumping all the way in right um, off the bat. but uh, And then with your exercises, bumping the weights, uh, bumping the intensity, uh, maybe more reps, maybe more sets, whatever it is. So that's one way to kind of go from that beginner level to that next level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going. Those muscles are now kind of a little bit more into the exercises. You're, their body's not going to be as shocked from going and doing – you know, maybe a 10 set exercise, you know what I mean? They can bump it up to more reps, more sets, whatever it is. So, um, you don't do that with people when they're first starting out cause you don't want them to get hurt. Right. Most of it's three sets type deal. You know, you're 12 to 15 rep type thing, lighter weight. But then once they get to the level, okay, I'm ready to bump it up a little bit. If you have a good trainer or, or someone who knows what they're doing, helping you out with that, they'll usually start to increase the reps a little bit or maybe bump the weights up a little bit or with your cardio and bumping the intensity or the length of it up, depending, again, what your goal is. You don't have the same goal for every single person. True. You know what I mean? True. 
So uh, even though you don't have the same goal uh, every single person, I feel like there are a lot of things that people always seem to do. So I mean, are there things that you see frequently at the gym, or just people uh, really anywhere you see exercise and that they always do that you're just kind of thinking that's a waste of time? But something that you know people always seem to be like. I think, for example, one thing we talk about. I don't know if it's necessarily a waste of time, but in my mind, I'm always wondering why they do it. Are you know forearm specific workouts? You know, like grips or any kind of the thing where yeah. you roll it up. Yeah, and those um, are some of the things. I think if, if you're goal based, if you have something you're working on trying to get better with your forearms, it makes sense. But um, if you're just a regular person working out and you're just trying to get in shape, doing stuff like forearm curls and things like that, it's almost makes no sense to me because you're going to work those those are just called supplemental muscles they're going to get worked out when you do a deadlift they're going to get worked out when you do a pull-up they're going to get worked out when you're holding heavy weights in your hands you know what i'm saying um so those kind of things will help out but yeah for for like stuff 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 like that doesn't seem to make sense here but then again some people it's what people do when they go to the gym they see people exercising they're like i'm gonna try that next time i go right, there. you know right. you see a lot of that and you hear people talk about that all the time they they see it, and that was one of the reasons why when I was a trainer is you like to work out during the peak workout time. So every now and then, you want to have clients then, but every now and then if you didn't have a client, you want to get out there and do some exercises and do those things, some core work or some things that people don't usually see because people always watch trainers. People always watch people working out. It's just something to do. It's just, what's one of the benefits of working out in a gym is just the people watching. Right. Everybody loves to watch everybody in the right. gym and look at people. So they might see someone doing the exercise, and that's the funniest part is you would do an exercise or you saw one of your boys in his off time doing exercise, and then maybe 30 minutes later that guy on the treadmill walks over to that area and just kind of, kind of picks up that BOSU ball and is like looking at it because <laughs> it does a push up on it and it almost breaks his arm they and give like, up yeah they kind of put it down after three after three minutes <laughs> messing around like oh, they don't ever see it come back over there as again. they walk away they kind of look back at it like it did something wrong to them like wait what uh, yeah scorned and shit yeah but, uh, <laughs> a battered dog or something yeah, man, but uh, then that, that's all. That's why it's always good, especially if you don't know what you're doing, to talk to a trainer or find out some information. The thing about YouTube is in, in the internet now, so people can jump on there and kind of read up stuff and figure things out. And it's good if you know if you kind of know what you're doing, but at the same time, if you don't do it right, you can get hurt if you don't know the right form. So, um, but yeah, man, I guess you see that. Some then then there's the. Uh, after they've been in there for a month, they're putting up all the Instagram photos yeah. and exercising and stuff. Well, this is a this is a good segue into that topic. I mean, uh, that that's something that I feel like is kind of an epidemic we're seeing in social media, really just society overall. I mean, uh, I, I think there's nothing wrong with you know you're you're in less than optimal shape. You start seeing some progress. You're really proud of what you're becoming. You know, male or female. You know, the people that post videos or photos like that, kind of an inspiration uh, to others that might be in a similar situation or, you know, you're really proud of where you've come from, you know. Yeah. But then there are the other kinds that are, you know, just average shape, average body. They all of a sudden think like, okay, well, I can, I can become, you know, social media famous. Yeah. You know, so it's like... It's the blatant shout-out for attention. Like, I need I need, I need, need attention so bad that I'm going to put every picture I can of my butt or me in a thong or me half-naked. <laughs> it's like, for what? They'll, they'll put up a picture of them saying, having a great day, f feel blessed, and it's it's them in their underwear, like, with their back, nothing looking, at, not even looking at the camera, and you're like, you want people... <laughs> You want people to say you look good or you look hot so bad that you're willing to do that. It's just right. It makes no sense to me, man. Like I understand every now and then putting up a picture and be like, okay, here you know some yeah. goals and stuff, but 
I mean, I, 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 for me, it looks like a desperate shout-out for attention. I, I understand yeah, yeah. when you put up, like, a picture of you doing going through some exercises. That's kind of cool. Your friend's like, oh, that's awesome. But when right. you just put the picture up and... Well, especially if it's, like, sped up or something. You know that, like, nobody's going to, like, try to watch it and put it in the slow-mo and learn from yeah. it. It's more like, look at all the shit I did. I'm proud of myself. And then those are the ones that you'll see the comments like, dang, great job. Like, yeah. for example, Emily will do that. You know, Emily will post stuff because she's proud. She started working out. She's really into it. It's like a whole hobby for her, like a whole lifestyle. But, you know, it, it's organic. It's, it's you know, this is something that she started it liking. Doesn't and doesn't feel forced. Right. She's like, hey, yeah. I, this is like a new passion of mine. I'm really enjoying it. Look at the, the results that I'm seeing. And, you know, I'm sure people will find inspiration in that if they're in a similar situation. But then, like you said, on the flip side, you have the kinds that are, you know, the same exact pose every single time. <laughs> yeah. They'll put the exact same thing except worded differently. Yeah, like the and, butt the butt picture you put up last week doesn't look any different than the butt picture you put up oh, this week. Oh, my favorite of the comparison pictures where I'm sitting there, <laughs> it's almost like what what's missing from the photo. It's close. And you're staring at it for about 15 minutes. You're like... What's different? Like maybe yeah. that one line. I don't know. Yeah, is that yeah. a shadow? Yeah. Maybe the lighting, the the like, shoes are different. I mean, oh, two different things. They got a. You have the ones where it's the people put up the picture and they're like fully dressed and they go before and then the next picture is them in like the <laughs> uh, bikini and they're like the after. It's like, well, yeah, you look a lot different. You ha- you're not wearing any clothes anymore. But the also the other one that's retarded is the one with the people of. They're like, there's a guy I follow. He's a really cool guy on on, on Instagram. Uh, but he'll put like a picture of like him before, and it's just him blowing his stomach out. He he looks yoked in the picture, but it's yeah. like less less lighting. Yeah. He's not his hair's messed up. And then the next picture, it's just him flexed up with his yeah. hair combed. And you're like, bro, all you did all you did was just push his stomach out in the right. before picture and try to look fat. It's not you didn't do much different. You weren't an out of shape guy. You just want to put that picture of you looking yoked up. And granted, that's his job. He's getting paid to be a, a trainer. So like, it makes sense to kind of advertise yourself. But when you're somebody who has a business job or just some regular thing and you're putting yeah. pictures up, the the funniest is the ones where uh, you see it all the time if you go to the search thing. All the chicks who put up all the half-naked pictures and they'll be like selling like a, a juice product or giving like an inspirational quote and it's just the titties out. And you're like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't... I don't, I don't no understand. There's no correlation to this juice that you're pushing right now. Like this right. orange it's juice is delicious. Sales, yeah. Here is my boobies out. Or like they're yeah. holding it and their butt cheeks are out. You're like, I don't get it. You know, but that's the world we live in. It's just, it's easy to, it's yeah. easy. You can, if you can post it, no one's going to stop you from doing it. But I always just think of the, the, the repercussions of later, man. Like, you're putting a picture of you with your whole ass out. That picture is now on the internet forever. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, your kids are going to, your kids' friends are going to see this picture of your butt. I mean, you're going to be like, oh, well, at least I had it back in the day. Yeah. You can look at it that way, but I was going to think they're looking at you like, I've seen your mom's whole cheeks now. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a little strange, but. Well, the question, too, what, what's the stopping point? I mean, if you're not, like, when do you call it quits? Are you going to do it the rest of your life? Yeah, that's, like, yeah, gonna, that's a good point. Like, you know, it's like you're 58 years old. You're like, oh, still strong. You know, inspirational quotes, motivation Monday. Like, yeah, like what's well, the, well, where do you draw the line? At what point are you, does it go, I shouldn't put this picture up. I guess there's no more half-naked pictures for me. I put a little weight on from this past year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Do people, uh. We'll see what happens, man. I guess it's one of those things. We'll, we'll, like, like I can never see my mom or my dad have been putting up a picture of him half, like my pops half with his shirt off, being like, just chilling, waiting for spring break. Like I'd be like, what, dad? What's wrong dad, with you? Dad, you need to stop. Yeah, dad, quit it. What's mom gonna say? Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't I don't get it. And, and you know, more power to them if they can make a living out of it. But yeah, 
Because there are some people that are that are making a hell of a lot more than you and I are making doing it. That's true, valid point. But, I mean, I, I, to them, good, credit. The ones that I, I kind of have a struggle, I struggle understanding the ones that are trying to, you know, mimic that lifestyle, but they don't, either they don't have the credentials to do so, or they're just, I, I don't understand, like, the people that never worked out, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I work out, now I'm going to become a workout was every, everybody wants everybody because it's so easy now. Everybody wants to be famous. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, everybody, everybody wants their chance of of getting ten thousand followers or fifteen thousand followers. And what does that lead to? None of the fifteen thousand followers are your real friends in life. Like I, none of them are are, are, are give, unless you're selling product. They're not giving you money. Like I don't I don't understand what's the point. Dude, there's a great Black Mirror episode where it's about uh, it's a show on Netflix. It's about like rating. Uh, one of the episodes. It's basically like the whole. The premise of the show is like your, uh, uh, what is it? Twilight Zone for technology and social media and stuff. And there's one episode about like a rating system and like everybody gets. Oh, that was terrifying. everybody gets everybody gets ra- rated based on like uh, likes. And so there's a five star likes. It's like system. a Yelp for people. Yeah, yeah, a Yelp for people, and it's 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 uh. Yeah, man. I feel like that's that's where we're going to. It's uh, people. It's validated so much by people liking their pictures or liking them. It's like it's doesn't... pretty terrifying. That episode really kind of like. I went to bed feeling like shit afterwards, and I was like, "Damn, man!" Oh, the reason the reason it makes you feel bad is if it was a made up story, you're like, "Okay, that's crazy." It hits so close to home, is which makes it yeah. scary. You're like watching. You're like. It, like, there could be a day where credit rating is based on what, what your likes are, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, not only is this completely realistic, it's kind of on the horizon, you know? It's like, this is something I can foresee happening five, ten years from now, not even, you know, a hundred years from now. Like, this is something yeah, that we'll see. It's not that far off. Yeah, and it's nuts, you know? But, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I mean, the whole social media thing, the, the way that it's all become is kind of uh kind of crazy in and of itself and i mean i guess i'm kind of trying to capture light in a bottle with the whole podcast thing so i guess you know who am i to say something but again as long as there's a purpose to it my thing isn't really uh i I just want to be famous my thing is i like doing this this is a cool hobby i i want to help people out i want to reach out to people and have them actually respond to the things that i put out yeah it's not a case of you know i'm just gonna kind of Get famous. I just want to be famous. That's not what it's about, you know, because I don't know if that's necessarily a realistic goal. But, yeah, the mindset, some of the things behind, you know, the the motivations, I guess, is the right word. The motivations behind a lot of the people that do that is always kind of questionable. Dude, that hobo that was right by your window was shaking that cup so Dude, he would not leave this. I didn't even want to look over there. I was terrified to look over there. He was jangling that cup for about 30 (laughs) seconds, man. He saw uh, us talking with the damn computer and the... the he's like, I know y'all got money. I see y'all got uh, iPhones and shit on the dashboard. If he started knocking on the glass, I probably would have been most upset that he interrupted the podcast more than anything. <laughs> get him in here. Get him in the car. Yeah, get in I mean, here. I'm like, driving oh, with, shit, driving, with, driving with hobos and stuff. Just yeah. like a new podcast, man. Podcasting with hobos. <laughs> you got to find your niche. He just keeps asking every five minutes for money. I'm like, hey, but look, stay focused on, you know, this topic. Yeah, every now and then he brings in something real deep and then he jingles his little cup. Like, all right, play. We got you, man. You got Yeah, he has deep knowledge but the only way you can get it out of him is you gotta toss 35 cents his way every now and then that'd actually be a good uh a good movie plot that's that's a that's actually a podcast i want to have one day just talk about fictitious movie plots fake movie plots that's one to keep your eyes out for but uh let's put it on the horizon yeah yeah kind of tease a quick little (laughs) tease to it but uh 
and now we're trying to drive back to work. Um, but yeah, man, this is this is actually pretty fun doing a little little ride around podcast. Might be something we'll have to do regularly, man. Yeah, man, I'm down for it. It's cool. That's Thanks cool. for stopping by, Jamal. Uh, you know, recurring guest to be, and yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. You probably also seen him in some of the old Stash Madigas videos. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. One day it will be back. One day it will be back. One day we get 100 likes or something. <laughs> stuck at 99 for a month and a half, but. Legit. All right, man. All right.